1: oh no not not from corona i'm back at work it's 10 miller trent condon
2: miller and condon on 1460
1: kxno Hi, right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon. It's a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you. For the next couple of hours, thanks for spending some of your morning uh, here with Trent and myself. On the BMW Des Moines guest list, obviously uh, the uh, curtain being um, turned open on the uh, Hawkeye football program is going to dominate the next two hours. As I'm assuming it'll dominate the two to four time slot and four to six as well, because this is a story, uh, quite frankly, that... um, Look when we left here on Friday this is the last thing I thought that we would spend the weekend uh trying to keep up with but after 3 dozen or so uh former Hawkeye football players have made their uh, feelings public uh on uh on Twitter and the uh, Iowa coaching staff forced to do uh yesterday um to do a Zoom meeting with a number of members of the media to try and you know sh- to uh offer up some answers to what's been going on in the 21 year tender tenure uh under Kirk Ferentz uh this is going to be maybe a week that um Well, who knows where it's going to go, but I know one thing, it's not over. Uh, On the BMW Des Moines guest list, bottom of the hour, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic will join us. By the way, just let me stop right there with Doc. I'm sure you've read all of his stuff that he's put Mm -hmm. out this weekend. I didn't see this until this morning. I I don't know why I stopped reading his column or it didn't just um, sink in until I saw it uh, today on Twitter. The Hawkeyes the football program is now you know they've got some new policies right there the twitter the Twitter ban is no longer a Twitter ban. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. They are allowed one pre-approved tweet one. I don't know if it's a week, a day, a month or a year um, but let's not get carried away. This is not a new and improved uh, social media policy. This is one pre-approved, not by your roommate. By the coaching staff, by the football program, before you're allowed to hit send, it has to be pre-approved.
3: Things are no better. No, no, that, that is not a step in the right direction. You bring in these kids, you bring in 20, 25 of them every single year. These are kids that you believe in. These are young men that you make part of your program. And you let them do other things. They can be on Facebook, they can be on Instagram, but why Twitter remains this boogeyman because they can't
1: control the narrative, Trent, and that is But, but been the...
3: they can't on Instagram. They can't on Facebook either. It's the exact same. it's social media. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. And why Twitter is put out on this other avenue compared to the mm-hmm. other channels, it makes absolutely no sense. Same thing. You're pissed off you want to tweet something? Well, you can still put it on Instagram. And that's what we've seen players doing. So see,
1: I don't do Instagram. Instagram's more in pictures. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You,
3: you can put you can write whatever you want on there. It's the exact same thing. You can take a picture of what you write, and there's your picture. And do it that way. So that's
1: what I thought it was. But anyway, Facebook. My, that's on me.
3: You can go you can go pages. You're not limited by characters on Facebook. And you can go on and on and on and you can write paragraph after paragraph. So why didn't any of them? Was it complete fear? Was this a yes. a walking on
1: eggshells they don't want to lose their place and if they get out of line they're very quickly going to be put back in their place and they may never see the field again? As some former Hawkeyes have come out and saying, These aren't these aren't the talks. Right. As as I've and here's the here's another sad part about this weekend. And I'm, I'm I'm disappointed but I'm not surprised okay I go back to the Joe Pa stuff yeah, yeah. And, and the message boards and, and you don't know Joe Paterno you don't know the culture of Penn State shut up you have no opinion and then to an extent the Baylor fans with Hart-Briles where their guy couldn't do anything wrong the fact that the blame is being po- pointed at first a James Daniels public enemy number I don't know who's who's public enemy number one Rob Howe or James Daniels you know the guy that this is what the media should be doing. Okay, did the media? I don't think, and I, I don't know, but I don't think, knowing them that as I do, that if if one of the media that we deal with that we have on uh, would have known about this, that they would have stayed silent and complicit in this for fear of losing access. I don't believe that for a second.
3: I, I don't. I don't. I'm I'm with you there. Now we have joked for years about the walls of Fort Kinnock and well, getting that's inside. That's true. Because it's incredibly difficult to get inside, and though it's been these, better lately, yes, but to the, they they
1: are giving us what they want us to see. Absolutely, it's always been controlling the media, uh, the the narrative over in Iowa City. And this weekend, Trent, was alarming, it was sad, it was eye-opening, and it's going to lead to significant changes within the football program. Look, when Rabdo happened in 2012, Ference made up an award. Yes, He
3: Assistant made Coach up the, the Assistant
1: Year. Coach of the Year award and threw it back in everybody's face by giving it to Chris Doyle. Chris Doyle's not getting an award at, at the banquet. He won't be at the banquet. But he's, not, he's There's just not going to be no making up a trophy to give to Chris Doyle and a big finger uh, to the whoever that was meant to be for. This is bad trend, mm-hmm. and Iowa is now part of this week to an extent. Right with everything that's going on in the country and now in the world, Iowa is now a small chapter, big big chapter here, mm-hmm. but small chapter nationally at least for now, unless it gets better. And here's what bigger, rather not better. Here's what, if I'm Kirk Ferentz, here's what would worry the hell out of me. Are the receipts? Because he was asked... Do you have that soundbite? I do, yeah. Um, number I think it's number eight. Rob Howe asked this question at the end of it, and, and he asked a couple of good questions. We got some questions and some and some of Ferentz answers from the Zoom meeting yesterday. But when he was asked if he's heard from parents, and he denied that he has, Trent, if there's receipts... If there's, I'm assuming that some of these guys that were walk-ons or left the program, probably those parents didn't have Kirk Ferentz's cell phone, where they couldn't pick up the phone and call him, right? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming some did, but most didn't. So I would think that most of these probably started via email. Has there been an open records request from anybody in the Iowa media after this weekend? I would be shocked if there isn't. Mm -hmm. But if there are receipts after Ferentz said this when asked by Rob Howe,
2: I can't recall somebody calling me directly parents. Um, you know, players, I'm sure we've had a couple. I'm sure we have. In my senses, we've addressed those. Um, but I'll just say this. I mean, one thing that's become really apparent here the last week or so, week plus, is just the, you know, racism is hardly a new concept. And as I said last time we met, you know, I thought it was kind of hopefully at the height in the 60s and early 70s uh, and as I said Wednesday my regret is I'm not so sure we've made a lot of progress quite frankly but you know without my responsibility my charge is to make sure it's not prevalent in our program that is important and again I go back to our staff I think we've got a great group of players in this or coaches in this staff that have the right uh, right values and the right concerns in their mind so you know it all starts with us but yeah I, I would not you know quantify that as a major issue right now but That's easy for me to say too, and thats part of we want to as we move forward. We want to make sure, if there is something being felt, we want to you know minimize that as much as possible.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, they seem to be uh, taking the right path now. It's a shame about the previous twenty years because Trent, this was these are there were there were players that would have that could have come out last week. And without James Daniels or Jaleel Johnson, two players that made it, mm-hmm. ah, they just they're just disgruntled because they didn't get to the NFL. Sour grapes. Sour
3: grapes. They couldn't hack it. Right. They couldn't. Right. They couldn't keep up. Well, and if it was that way, and we've heard a few of these things in the past. Derek Mitchell, who passed yes. away, what about a Car year ago? Accident. Yeah. But he was one of the players that we saw some of these things and the DJK stuff that has mm-hmm. come out. But for the most part, that's what it was. It, it was more. That guy the that,
1: attrition from the program yes. amongst the black players that signed to come there, Trent. It is so out of whack that... Remember Newkirk became a thing? Yes, Newkirk? Yeah. We thought Newkirk was maybe just some of his play calls, maybe behind the scenes. Because apparently, I think it was Jordan Lomax said that in 2017 they took a look at at some of the players who have signed and the attrition amongst the black t- versus the white players and how disproportionate, out of whack it was. Look, the Iowa culture is not a culture for everybody, right? You it's not. You can't take a person and force them into your culture without some more than hurt feelings, without some players just reaching a boiling point, some of them leaving, some of them reaching out in, in various ways. It's uh, it's not the end. It's going to get worse, I think, before it get better. Chris Doyle made it worse yesterday. His oh, no first doubt. two paragraphs of his statement, Trent, they were fine. Honestly, when I'm reading it, I thought, well, he lawyered up. Yeah, you yeah. know, this is coming straight from his attorney, and then when we got to the third paragraph, and it began something that I can I can't stay quiet. What was the exact phrasing? "I won't keep quiet," or uh, apparently, he was asked to, you know not say a word. Uh, I've been asked to remain silent. That's not a good look. That's a terrible look. From anybody. Right. Just keep down this law. Go away. Just mm-hmm. don't say anything. Just just remain silent through this. No.
3: But it's impossible for me to do. There have been statements made about my behavior that are not true. I do not claim to be perfect. I've made mistakes, learned lessons, and like every American citizen, can do better. But this is, this is where you can tell it didn't come from a lawyer. At no time. Have I ever crossed the line of unethical behavior mm-hmm. or bias based upon race? At no time? Yeah.
1: I would say 36 players would disagree with that. And that's, those are the 36 that have come forward this week. Mm-hmm. You make, make no mistake about it. There are other players who want to say something but just have yet to find their voice. You know that statement from Chris Doyle? You see the word "story"? No. You see the word apology? Contrite at all. Any Not contrition all. in there? No. No, Chris Doyle is... Um, Look, his career at Iowa is done. How deep does it go? What's is Brian Ferrens? Look, he has he reports to Gary Barda. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. I've said forever that Gary Barda reports to Kirk Ferens,
3: so you know how that circle
1: goes. Exactly. Um, Kirk didn't want any, any part of uh, bringing Brian into the conversation, no. into the loop. He did not think that uh, um, that Brian uh, had anything to do with this. In fact, Chad Leistico from the Des Moines Register he asked a question about Brian Ference.
2: Yeah, really, uh, two things. The, the level of uh, comments regarding the two are, are very different from my perspective. And the other thing is that, uh, you know, regarding Brian, you know, the things that I've heard about or read about I was aware of. And I've had discussions with people involved in that. But, um, you know, so I think there, there are two different levels there, and that that's how it stands right
1: now. Mm. It's a little Johnson didn't think so. He thought that they're both the same, Chris Doyle and Brian and He wasn't the only one. <laughs> Brian Ference, if there's more there, it's going to come out. This is the tip of the iceberg as I see this. In a way, caught a break because it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's Monday. It's It's the start of another week. And in the climate that we find ourselves in right now, and thankfully we're in that climate because this climate needed to be here for a long, long time, but make no mistake about it, it is here. And... Iowa football is just the first. You're noticing. You're not seeing a lot of other schools pile on Iowa because.
3: Mm-hmm. You just, what if that's us?
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. What, could that have happened here?
3: Well, yeah. it's football, and and there's a part of this that goes away from the racist comments and the racist things that were said. You also it's heard motivational in some yes, respects. Yeah. Some respects, in some respects, and was there a line that was crossed? I don't think there's any doubt. Absolutely, Doyle went over the line. Many times, regardless of what he said in his statement. You mentioned the asking if walking on eggshells inside the program. That was where Gumba said that. Yeah. I think it's so much deeper than that. And Scott Dockerman, one of his questions during the call last night, talked about it being a culture of fear. This is further than fear. This is bullying. Yes. This is absolute, Intimidation. Yes. This is to a T. When you look at those, that's exactly what this is. Can't wear your hair a certain way. Right. Can't have an earring. Can't put your hood up. You can, yeah. You couldn't have hoods until what? Last two, year. Last year. Last year or the year before. You can wear a hoodie inside the football complex. Uh-huh. It's just on and on and on. These kind of things, it's not fear. It's a step further. Right. It's not eggshells. It is much deeper than that. This is Chris Doyle's program. When you can say Kirk mm-hmm. Ferris, Kirk Ferentz is the CEO. Mm-hmm. He's the face. He's the, and the guy CEO's in The CEO's got to know what's going on inside of his business. There, by there's the way. no doubt. Yeah. That's a really good point and something. But. This is the way. He's with these guys all year long. Uh Coaches aren't. Not at the same level. Nope. But ultimately, it comes back to Mm -hmm. Kirk Ferentz. And you have to know how deep this is. Motivational ploys, that's one thing. But this fear, this bullying, that has permeated the program for the last two decades. It went too far. Initially, and we're talking about a different period, too. 1999. We're talking about a lot of different things about the way things were done. We have evolved, and football has evolved during that time, but it doesn't sound like the Iowa football program had evolved along with it in terms of this part. Of and would it have, Trent? I mean, here's here's my question because you go
1: back to last week. No, I shouldn't say that before Memorial Day. So DJ Johnson leaves the program, mm-hmm. right? We we talked about it briefly. We thought eh, he's lost his spot. You know, he wants to play. He was a kid who had this kid had a Notre Dame offer, LSU, LSU. So it wasn't like you know this was this um, you know diamond in the rough, and we're going to. This is a kid who uh, had some eyeballs on him. Here's his tweet from May the twentieth. I owe no one an explanation, but understand playing time was far from the issue. I'm a team first guy and wouldn't leave my team for those type of circumstances. DJ Johnson's been very vocal on Twitter since this hit the fan. Mm -hmm. And had this not, had the world not been forced to change like it's been forced to change over this last two weeks, would I have changed? No way. Business as usual. Business as usual. Ference is going on, sitting at his desk, keeping his head buried in the sand because Chris Doyle's taking two stars and turning them into NFL players. We're winning 10 games, making a comfortable living. I can go on here. When I'm done, I'm going to hand over the program to my son Brian. That's not going to happen, by the way. Mm-hmm.
3: That's over. Yeah, that
1: is no way in hell. Brian Ference right. is getting the reins of this program after this day. How far is it going to go? You know, when this first happened, Friday night I'm reading about it. Saturday night start again. I'm thinking nah, this is not going to get Ference. Ference is going to survive this. Chris Doyle's got no chance, but Kirk Ference is. Nah, I just he's going to survive this. He's got. There's too many people that love him in the state of Iowa. I'm thinking, you know, 2080, he's gone. Mm-hmm. 80 stays, 20, he's gone. Trent, after yesterday's Zoom meeting, which I think it's maybe made it right in some ways, but the Twitter thing.
3: no oh, it's bad. It's you're bachelorly. allowed
1: one pre-approved tweet? That's 2020?
3: That's getting up with the here and now? That's changing the culture? Yeah, you can tweet once, but got to run it by us. That's not even close. It's not even close. One of the most damning things that I read came from Christian Kirksey, a guy that made it. Yeah. guy that's... I'll say. ...got to the NFL, has been an excellent player during his career, and said, this is part of his tweet. During my time at Iowa, yes, some injustices took place. I've sometimes felt as if a black athlete had to work twice as hard and go above and beyond to feel accepted. Mm -hmm. That's from a guy that made it. Yeah, he did. This is a guy that was part of their leadership. Since he was uh-huh. a freshman, this was a guy that was revered inside that building, a St. Louis kid that made well at the University of Iowa. But to say that, you have to work twice uh-huh. as hard, and not just in terms of the weight room and those type of things to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. That's damning. No, you're that right. That stings. And for any fan that's looking at this and rolling their eyes, think of this. Think of this is not sour grapes. This is a guy that's in the NFL and right. has been for a long time. And to feel accepted, not to be good enough to play, not for mm-hmm. play. to feel accepted—that's a scary thought. No, it to- truly is. Look,
1: Deont- uh, Deontay Morrow didn't make it, and he—he uh, he was bullied, and he got his back up, and he said something back at Chris Doyle. And I don't have it in front of me, but it's—I um, think he's coached to insurance is his Twitter feed, and he had said something, and Chris Doyle went to Ference and told Ference that uh, you know got in. Uh, it, it he it was. Brought to Ference's attention, team meeting, Ference asked Morrow to stand up and apologize for something Chris Doyle had said to him that he thought was crossing the line, and Morrow was suspended. Standing up for yourself. Standing up for yourself. Standing up for what he took as something to be racist. And it went to the head man. Mm Mm-hmm. Kirk. And the, and Kirk told him to stand up in front of the team and apologize because that's not the Iowa way here. That's not how, that's not our culture. That's not how we do things. And take that off. This was and the Quit one,
3: listening to that music and turn that music down. Was this the one I'm going to send you back to the ghetto? I believe that's yeah, what could it was. Have been. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. And, that came up. That's nice. Yeah. And Kirk was also asked about that said he didn't remember i think he said phraseology was the term i don't kirk farris can remember plays from 1999
1: and scores of games and you mean to tell me that he
3: can't recall this stuff i'm sorry i don't buy it he can't recall suspending a player right 12 years ago come on and that's what he said during it that, Tread, that... how many times have we everybody ference has a memory like a steel trap Mm -hmm. until it came to this weekend and then doesn't remember doesn't remember doesn't Doesn't remember remember phone calls oh that's the party said and emails will be different because the emails there's receipts yes those are part of anything people can Mm -hmm. go and they can put in a FOIA request and find out was there a parent that sent an email and was, did he respond? Did. And how many parents were there? Yes. That, that, because, honestly,
1: you know for – I, I want to believe, and I do believe this, that if one of those student-athletes – again, student-athletes – was feeling bullied that he reached out to his parents. You know what parents are like at every yeah. age, for crying right. out loud. Look, I hate saying this. Kirk, Kirk Ferentz is by far my favorite coach since I've been doing this in 24. I don't even know who that would be second. I really and truly don't. Incredibly, I've had so much respect for With him. With the exception of the Though the way he stayed out on the road and went to Ted Ginn's senior's house instead of coming back when 13 of his players were hospitalized. But that was eight years ago. And you know what? Since then, until this weekend, we thought that, yeah, that's going to be a chapter in the Ferentz era, but it's not going to be a, a chapter that we draw too much attention on when the career is over. I don't know, Trent what this what the legacy is going to be but this is something nobody saw coming until they peel back the curtain and let everybody take a look at what's actually going on inside of this program Chris Doyle cannot survive Brian Ferentz will not be the heir apparent to this job Will Kirk look it's uh I'm now 50/50 that he gets pat- and he might not be he might not be forced he might just you know Walk what away. I've had enough. Yeah. And maybe that would be this would be the time to do it. Mm-hmm. To clean house, to make necessary change inside of your program. Maybe this is the time. You know, maybe Barta gets control, uh, he doesn't. Have, he wouldn't yeah. know what to do with it. Um if he got control of the athletic department. Um but but I think it's 50-50 if Kirk Ferrance is there when you and I rolls into town in September, hopefully.
3: Yeah, and that's another part of this conversation too. Just with with everything else going on, the changes that are going to have to happen because of what's happened with COVID nineteen, coupled with this, and just say, you know what, it is time to walk away. the The world has changed too much. Football has changed too much. I'm going to leave. And, and the other part is his connection to Chris Doyle. This is his guy. Yeah, and he made up an award for guy, him after yeah. he had to, you know, put him in the corner
1: for a timeout. At least that's what we thought.
3: And we talked about Twitter and just the ridiculous nature of one pre-approved tweet mm. every week, every month, whatever it may be. Mike Kalas asked a question from the Gazette about the social media side. And he basically posed it. How, how did you find out? Because we know Kirk's not on social media. Right. This, Do you have that bite? To me, was the most cringeworthy moment of, of the whole 45 okay. minutes last night, hearing Kirk talk about social media.
2: through some of the social media stuff on Friday night that that which I could find since that time I haven't seen anything so um, just first and foremost I'm I'm not sure everything on social media is real accurate just like everywhere else in life and that's it's really about determining what is and what isn't accurate and um, that that's really the long and short of this whole thing and that's um, the reason you know we want to have an independent study and let other people take a look at it and
3: I'm just going to end it there, but to say that, yeah. this is their voice. Right. People don't just make phone calls anymore.
1: No, not, 30, right. You not have to 36. Right. Not 36 of them going to Twitter.
3: You have to evolve into, in a way, shout down what they're saying because it doesn't come out the way you want. It's not a newspaper on article, Kirk. It's not. It's not the way the world is anymore. Mm-hmm. This is where people's voice are heard. And again, as I said, boogeyman at the beginning, and it continues in that comment. Just how cringeworthy mm-hmm. that was! That one, boy, respect went down another level. That kind Good. of response—it's time to evolve, Kirk. It's time to or get better. Or is it too
1: late to evolve? Sixty-five. It's going to be sixty-five, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know, Trent. I I'm fifty-fifty on whether that uh, that we might have seen the end, and and if that's the case, if this is the way it ends, yeah, this is the way it ends. After all the good that we believed he'd done. I mean, him and his wife, so philanthropic. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't know if that, if that good makes up for this because there's been so many people. We heard from 30, 40, whatever it was. I think Dennis Dodd's column at CBS Sports said 40 former Hawkeyes have come out. How many want to come out and are still don't have their voice or haven't found their voice yet. Or the, not the courage, that just don't feel like they need to be heard or it's a former chapter and I've put it behind us and I don't want to go back down there again.
3: Who knows? Or don't want to rock the boat because right. they're still in the NFL and they don't want to be looked at in whatever vein because it's still a football mm-hmm. culture. You're I, talking about that next level and they don't want to be part of that until they retire or until they move on their career. There's so many. You're coach. You're You're in coaching and you... Again, don't want that to be part of what your legacy was, and just leave it be. And we've seen a couple of white players come out and, mm-hmm. and you know feel
1: bad for some of their teammates and wish I would have noticed, and, but there haven't been many of them, Trent. And, and I have to believe that a lot of them want to. A lot of them could back up what their teammates are saying. And I hope that if indeed they have something to say, that they take the opportunity to do so. Jack Kallenberger, who came what up. What an awful story that is. Yeah, and talking about his... What, has... what do they call him, Simple Jack? Yeah, ADHD. And what coach wrote his GPA on the... Which you can't do. No, you can't do it, but one of them did... Um... I don't remember. Uh, let's get Mike in here, but somebody wrote his GPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, Mike, welcome to the program. How are you?
4: I'm I'm good. It, it was Seth Wallace, I believe. It's Seth it Wallace. Yeah. Um, at least he was excused of it. Um, look, it, this is this is a really tough situation, and I uh, I've always been a Kirk guy.
1: Yeah, me too.
4: No matter you know what's what's been happening, but I mean this is a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I I listened to the entire interview last night, and I was encouraged by some, disappointed by some, indifferent, and I don't think it's going to move a lot of people. The only thing that I can say is that we need to hear everything out in the open before we jump into all of this um, and, and make our complete decision. And the reason I'm saying that is, a lot of the players haven't called for Kirk, no. Doyle anybody to be fired. Right. They want them to change, mm-hmm. and that and that speaks to me more than than it, than if they were to say they want them fired. If they would, then I'm I'm completely behind them getting fired. Um, I know a former player mentioned on Twitter uh, that he doesn't believe that's what a lot of the players want. Right. And and the second thing, and I, and I think this is something that we all need to think about. Ninety-five, if not more percent of us have never been in a Division One football program or in a strike and conditioning program like this. So we don't we don't know what goes behind the closed doors, and it's a lot. And, and, and the washed-up walk-ons have have opened that door some, mm-hmm. and it's not a nice place. It's not. Now, what what Kirk Ferentz said about the the fine line between demanding and demeaning, they need to find that, and they need to find Great what point and be on the side of demanding and not demeaning. And he did make that point, and and. I believe Jordan Lomax and a few other players are going to be discussing this in the future here shortly. I believe we'll the Washington block you are going to have that podcast. and I look forward to that very much because we need to hear from these guys yep. what they want. Because if they want just a culture change, but they want all the guys left in place, that means a lot to me.
1: You don't think, think that they're in fear, me. Mike, of uh, if there is no change, that we're still going. And this is a—you you make some excellent points. You really and truly do. My question to you is, and I heard those same things that the former players do not want these, do not want change at the top. They don't want Chris Doyle to lose his gig. Do you think perhaps that in the back of their mind they're thinking we still may have to deal with these things? Therefore, maybe we shouldn't go to that extreme.
4: I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in their shoes. So, and and that that's the biggest thing about this. We're not in their shoes, mm-hmm. so we need to hear from them so we can try to understand their shoes. A lot of people have said that we we can't ask questions. We can't. You know, we we just have to take them where they come. But a lot of us don't understand it. So in order for us to understand it and get behind and support, we have to be able to hear from them. And and that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm not on at this point. I'm not on the coaches' side, players' side, et cetera. I'm on the fence, and I need to hear from the players, and then I'm going to make a decision as myself, and I hope everyone will wait until that point to make a decision for themselves because this ball is rolling fast, yep. and it's going to take a lot of work to stop it. And the faster we push it, the harder it's going to be to stop it, to not completely damage the program or go past what the players want or the former and current players want it.
1: Mike, I if gotta let you go. Sense, so, I, yeah, I, I appreciate you chiming in. I do. Thank you for the phone call.
4: Yep. thanks, guys. Yep. Appreciate the show.
1: Good to talk to you, uh, Mike, uh, joining us. So we got to take a break. get Scott, talking. make some valid points. Yeah, he makes some valid points. The the current players, I just, I get it. They didn't come out, and they don't want Ference's head. Brian Ference, Kirk Ference, Chris Doyle. Uh, but I just wonder in the back of their mind, if they, you know, went forward with that, would they? Are they fearing that, God, I might have to be in the weight room with Doyle next January? Yeah. And then, you know, he's he's been exonerated again. And will he stop? Goes to another level. You just wonder, right? right. Uh, but Mike makes some excellent points. I'm glad he called. We'll get Scott Dockerman next. Uh, we are with you until noon. Uh, John Bowen's coming up. Uh, John Bowen Camp is coming up at uh, 11.15, And Anthony Heron. Big Ten Network now, right? Pac-12 Network. Pac-12 tool?
3: Network, yep. Uh, NBC Sports does some games there. Kind of all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, BTN for a number of years. And, and... was an early Ferrance player. Yes. He was part of the Breaking the Rock yep. early on.
1: Yep, I do. I remember his career. I remember I can picture his name on the back of his jersey. The hair? One of those clips, yeah. Um, anyway, so he's going to come up at uh, 1140. Trent and I are here until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXN 0106. For the broken heart Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO With you here until noon Anthony Heron, former Hawkeye Coming up at about 11.40 Right now, Scott Dockerman from the Athletics Been all over this story Uh, Doc, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on Appreciate it as always, Scott Dockerman Boy, uh, Doc, uh, when we spoke with you last Monday uh, This is the I mean, nobody saw this coming, what happened on uh, on Friday and then just grew over the weekend uh, and then into today. What I took away, Doc, and you put it in your piece uh, at the end of uh, one of your most recent pieces, is the new social media policy. Doc, that is embarrassingly bad. If the Twitter ban was loosened last month, I'm quoting you, to allow one pre-approved tweet from players. This is how they think they're making change?
0: Yeah, it, it is a little bit uh, concerning and, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, retweets are a part of that or quote tweets are a part of that. It seems to be ambiguous and we'll get a little more clarification today because some players have taken it in a different path and what the, the, the rules are. And I'm sure that'll be clarified in their meetings. But yeah, that's the official policy that here you want to be a part of the conversation on race in this historic time and, and you're required to have your tweets Re uh, you know approved by like five p.m. on a Sunday, uh, so that it can go out. So, um, you know one is is what I'm being told, and now it could be uh, more than that. I suppose if it's all pre-approved. So this is just, uh, <laughs> well, but it, either way, it, it's ludicrous. I mean to have a pre-approved and not be able to, to tweet on your own time. I, I mean is is just unbelievable to me.
3: What is it about Twitter? Kirk allows his players on Instagram. They can be on Facebook. What is it about Twitter? Is it just the access that other people have to them? You get the same thing on, on Instagram. I, I just I don't understand why that is so big. And coupled with yesterday during the Zoom teleconference, Kirk talking about the responses from his players coming on Twitter and says, "Well, I, I just don't believe everything you see on social media." It becomes it, it's still this big boogeyman for Kirk Ferentz.
0: Barta, who talks about social media like it just came out last year or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's been around for forever, and it, it's not only an important part of our life; it is our life. And I think you know what it, you know. Trying to to say that if these stories are true or not, I mean, he's either saying that he doesn't, he's not sure if he believes these stories. Right. Uh, he wants more details if they're embellishing or what. I mean, it, it, any of the ways
1: it really is is
0: it's not a good look and uh if all of these stories are coming on twitter a, a place where he bans it's really you know it's the unfiltered part of of social media that it kind of scares him that anybody can follow him, anybody can interact and then um then there's the free flowing of discussion and you know coaches are typically paranoid especially football coaches and and you know there's some understandings with some of the uh things that have happened on on Twitter over the years. You know, Zach McCabe comes to mind. But still, this is an important way that the world communicates. And uh, to not allow your players to to have free reign and access to it, uh, especially in light of the national, uh, you know, be able to sell your name, image, and likeness in the future is um, really detrimental to this program.
1: Uh, Doc, uh, as steel uh, trap of a mind that we all believe Kirk Ferentz has, I mean, He can go back to Game 4 in 2007 and tell you, and I was 3rd and 11, we were down, and and give you the score and tell you who was on the field and uh, who was lined up on the defense. For him not to recall as much as he couldn't recall yesterday, and in particular, when he said he couldn't recall a parent uh, calling to report or to complain. If there's receipt stock, if there's an email chain, and I'm assuming that somebody's filed an open record request to get Ference's emails to see if there is that thing. And I thought Wadley's mom made that public in one of her statements, one of her videos that he, she put out over the weekend and is apparently going to do again on Facebook on Wednesday. If there's receipts of Ference being informed of what's going on inside his program, I don't know how he gets by that, Doc, after he came out yesterday and, and, well, he didn't deny it. He said he couldn't recall it.
0: Yeah, that's what makes us, you know, all such a mess. Now, it very well could be a blur uh, for him uh, that, you know, there's been so many allegations and so many uh, conversations that it's hard to really specifically remember one or a couple of incidents. And and potentially there, you know, he did, uh, you know, I'm not sure he's trying to cover it up. You know he's he's a guy that's got a lot of credibility, and you know, as you mentioned, a good memory on certain things. And but sometimes things fade too. Uh, you know, conversations fade; the games may not. Uh, but that said, I mean there there's a lot of serious things going on here, and and uh, to, to be around. And Chris Doyle was the face, or you know, not the face. He was the backbone of this uh, football program for 20 years. He was the one who helped put it together, uh to that pushed everybody forward. Um and, you know, and kind of almost the bad guy to Kirk's good guy or good cop. And I think right now um what we're seeing is, you know, I'm not so sure it's plausible deniability, but I think it's there's a lot of things that Kirk has to answer for. And uh you know, I, I thought yesterday he did a uh probably below average job.
1: I'm with you. Some good, most bad. Hey let me ask you about DJ Johnson. Uh, sorry, try it was your turn. That's all right. Um DJ Johnson's tweet from May the 20th, Doc, I owe no one an explanation, but understand playing time was far from the issue. Team guy first, wouldn't leave my team for the, for those circumstances. What was DJ Johnson trying to elude there, do you think? And now that he's come out as uh, as vocal as he has in his tweets over the weekend, was he just two, three weeks ahead of this story, perhaps, trying to tell us what was actually going on inside the walls of Fort Kinnock?
0: You know, a lot of what the speculation was with DJ was, you know, that, okay, he's gotten passed up on the depth chart. And so, okay, he's not that good. Well, I think he was, you know, he was a prideful person when it came to this, and he just wanted to make sure to uh, let everybody know that uh this wasn't the, the real situation, that he, you know, he had other issues involved. And, yeah, whether or not he was ahead a of it or not, I mean this is somewhat typical. I mean when when players leave and they do, they do from everywhere and in Iowa notwithstanding, uh they, they kind of they come out of their shell a little bit and they you know, and then people start to challenge them as far as oh you're leaving 'cause you're not because you got passed up by Julius Brent or Jamari Harris or whoever. Oh, well, you know, you know, he, he's kinda of lashing out. So um he's right now joined everybody else, but he's he's probably extended a lot of the complaints more than most of the other players.
3: Scott Dockerman joining us from the Athletic Doc. Uh, jumping to last night, right as you guys were getting ready to start the call with Kirk, uh, mm, yeah. a statement released by Chris Doyle. First couple of paragraphs, as you'd anticipate, figure he probably got a lawyer and helped craft this together. Then the last paragraph, he, uh, he takes it to another level. At the beginning part of it, I've been asked to remain silent, but that is impossible for me to do. Asked to be silent. Kirk was asked about it last night. Overall, your takeaway from Doyle's statement.
0: Yeah, he wasn't asked uh, if he, if either he's not completely telling the truth or Kirk's not. And I'm not so sure that's a, you know, uh, Kirk told me to be silent. Maybe it was his attorney. Maybe other people have said that to him. But uh, the statement was um, difficult. I think if he wants to, you know, maintain his current position, which I think is untenable right now, I don't I do think too. that could happen. But I also think that, uh, you know, for future jobs, uh, it's probably for the best if that something like that didn't happen, which is kind of ironic because that there was such a closed, you know, door program for so long, not to say anything, do anything like we mentioned about Twitter and, and the like that uh, now he won't remain silent when all these players have been asked to remain silent all these years. So uh, there, there are some really fascinating debates to this, but I don't think Chris helped his cause. Um, you know, he is a a great strength coach, not a good one, a great one mm-hmm. that's been proven over the years. But uh you know, there's also a lot, a lot of issues. Um, There've been a lot of issues and complaints circulated about him a lot over the, over the years as well. And some of which have been validated other, uh, you know, kind of sour grapes from people lower on the depth chart, but uh, but this does not help his cause in any way, shape, or form. I don't think.
1: Do you think? I mean, fair. This is his program, right? At the, at the end of the day, he's responsible for everyone inside of his program. Do you think it's because of Chris Doyle's success in in? Um Forming those players and molding those players from two stars into starters and into guys that have a chance to, you know, play at the next level and certainly leave an impact on the field during their playing days. Do you think that's part of the reason that Ferentz was? Because seemingly Doyle had carte blanche. Whatever he wanted to do, he basically didn't answer to anyone. How much is his success? Now coming back to Byte Ference and the fact that you know maybe he just um, maybe he did look the other way or didn't want to know what was going on or how Doyle got to those players to that point.
0: Back to those questions. You know, you bring up a good point. I mean, you know, I think you look at the at the beginnings of this program and where it started to where it went very quickly in a four year period. You had a lot of walk ons. You had a lot of forward tight ends. That developed into, you know, probably the best offensive line in the country in 2002. Robert Gallery was a tight end. Bruce Nelson was a walk on. Eric Steinbach was a tight end. And Doyle built them into that and, you know, his style. And, and they like that single minded, focused type of football player that, you know, without distraction, football's number one. No doubt about it. Do everything I tell you to do. And, and the success followed. I mean, three straight top 10 finishes and a ton of players in the NFL. It it allowed him to to grow in that position, in that role. And and Kirk figured if they're going to spend most of their time with the strength coach, he's the one that, uh, you know, he's getting the results. He's weeding people out. This is a program that's not for everybody. So it made made some sense for him to build a power base. Uh, But I I would argue that with Rabdo, uh, things, you know, he probably became too powerful for Kirk to stand unequivocally behind him named him assistant coach of the year in 2011 and an award that had never
1: been given out prior to that i might remind everybody he made up the award after right right (laughs) so i i think that's just
0: um you know that that they kind of fed off each other and uh you know kirk played the good cop chris played the bad cop and i think now we're seeing that uh you know there is no plausible deniability. maybe about certain uh, discussions, certain things that were said, but as far as a you know a hard nosed program, there's you know they're one and the same.
3: Still going to be tenants, certainly of that. They're they're not going to lose that kind of identity. But as you look forward in this program, Kirk decides to stick around. He's given that opportunity. Chris Doyle not a part of the program. Let's just go down that path. How different does Iowa football look? And, and the day to day operation side, the part that. You as a beat reporter don't get to see day to day. How different do you believe it'll be?
0: You know, it, it's going to be interesting because you know Raymond Brave White, wait is the uh, yep. is now the interim strength and conditioning coach, and he's an African American. And in, in talking to a few players, they were uh, they were appreciative of him. They liked him. Um, they, you know, he he was clearly in the background. This was Chris Doyle's program, so it's not a. You know, maybe he knew or saw certain things, but there's a lot of things he couldn't talk about or couldn't, you know, go to Doyle because he, you know. He was intimidated too, maybe. Yeah, there was a fear culture there. Right. So uh, I think that will help loosen some things up. Um, You know, the rest of the program, I mean, I I think that's why you have to rely on this non-athletics, uh, panel, uh, for, an, for a true investigation because, you know, maybe it's not just Doyle. Maybe it's some of the assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, there's some methods they need to change. Maybe it's, uh, a couple of other people need to be removed. That's all that remains to be seen right now. But there are a lot of allegations out there. Iowa needs to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, truth be told, I mean, they have a really talented football team, and it's crazy that we're talking about this in the middle of a pandemic that we didn't even know if it would get a
3: season. Right. But
0: but I do think that there are a lot of things they need to change. If they make the correct changes, um, I think it could be a healthy culture very quickly. If not, then I think it could be a very problematic
1: area. Yeah, this is going to stick with the program, Doc, uh, I I think. What about Bruce Harold, the president of I? I think he's retiring this year, is he not? Um what will he do in his if indeed that's true i thought i read somewhere that 2020 he's walking away what if it, um if this is i mean this is on his plate now maybe in the at the end of his career have we heard from the president of the university yet his thoughts on this i
0: have not heard anything from i i have reached out to that office i have not heard back from anybody there i think right now that it you know, it's it's certainly holistic it's everybody and right and you you they've got to be cognizant of that because um you know and if it's Bruce Harold he's got to take care of it and he's mm-hmm. allied himself with with Kirk and Gary Barta because his tenure was very uh, difficult to begin with he had a lot of you know people opposed to him on campus whereas uh, Iowa football was winning and and Gary Barta was very supportive and uh but I think right now he needs to take a strong look um everybody needs to take a strong look going forward because You know, how far does this go? Is this just Chris Doyle? Does it include Kirk Ferentz? Does it include Gary Barta? I think a lot of this, you know, remains to be seen, but I think all these questions are appropriate and need to be asked.
1: Doc, we know you got another podcast to do for the Athletic. We'll let you go. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, Doc. (laughs) There they're calling through. Take care. (laughs) Good to talk to you. Uh, Scott Dockerman uh, from the Athletic. Um, Yeah, you know what? Whether the team's going to be good, I couldn't give a damn. (laughs) This this is so much bigger than. Are they gonna be good? Are they gonna go to a bowl? Who cares? A lot deeper. It's so much deeper, Trent. It's so much deeper. And and I think we're kidding ourselves if I mean does this hurt recruiting? Oh no, there's no doubt. I mean, could if you're if you're if your son's, you know, Kirk Ferrance is in your living room and you're an African American family and I'm gonna look after your boy. And how many times has he said that? Oh no doubt. Right? Hundreds over the years? Thousands? Thousands? I'm going to look after him. I was gonna be different safe place
3: as long as you toe the company line and, you, and you don't wear your hood yep. take that earring out give me your phone no tweeting no tweeting turn that
1: music down and here play frank sinatra don't give this other stuff i've this has been a monumental weekend for iowa football and not in a good way Take a time out, come back, and finish up the hour. John Bowenkamp from the Maven at 1115. Anthony Heron, former Hawk, from early in the Ferentz, uh regime at the University of Iowa. He will join us. Uh, he's been inside those weight rooms. He heard some things. Heard some things. So did the, what's his guy, what's his, uh, Braithwaite, is that who's been um, the... Promoted. Uh, yeah, interim yeah. Yep. strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. Did he say anything? You know, when 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 Doyle was bullying one of uh, one of the guys, that now he's been asked to you know to at least steer that ship through these rough waters. What do you know? Did you say anything? Do you have the courage to pipe up or just look the other way? Because it wasn't good for your career. Now you're in charge. It's going to be an interesting week. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO. One of Hi, Miller and Condon, welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's time to listen, learn, and grow. Period. Most importantly, it's time for action. If he would have stopped there, Chris Doyle, yeah, yeah, what a perfect ending point, right? Didn't apologize, didn't say sorry in the first uh, two other paragraphs, but that would have been a great place to stop. Said? He, he didn't but asked to remain silent. That's a bad, bad look. Uh, there's a lot of blowback on the um, the Twitter policy. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that was it need, that needs to be vetted a little bit more. Apparently, I mean, there's I guess there's been Hawks that have come out and tweeted more than once this weekend. Do you know that? I, 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 I don't follow no. any
3: players, no,
1: on Twitter. But uh, there is apparently some folks that don't think that that's the case. But if that was said, do we have mm-hmm. the
3: soundbite? Uh no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, say it doesn't the... speak specifically of that.
1: That's in that's in Scott Doc's uh, column at the Athletic. Mm-hmm. That uh, one
3: pre-approved. Now, tweet. one thing that Kirk did say, though, this is just a moment in time about Twitter, allowing Twitter back because of what's happening around the world. That's why it's being left at, and you can, you can interpret that as. Well, as soon as this discourse continues and finishes up, then... Right back to the Iowa culture. Right. And Twitter has no part in the
1: Iowa culture. More tweeting. Now tighten that tie all the way up to your collar. Button that button. Hour number two coming up next. Uh, John Boakow, I want to talk, uh, get away from this for a few minutes. There is some news in baseball. Yes. So we'll do that for a few minutes. At least it's a proposal from the owners. I thought they were just going to give the Flares the collective middle finger, but maybe not. Hour two, we'll do a few minutes on baseball, a lot more on Iowa. We're here till noon. It's fourteen sixty KX and one one zero six point three FM.